You're listening to TT Live, TT Club's loss prevention podcast, promoting safety and security in the global supply chain. Welcome to episode 3 of TT Club's podcast series focused on supply chain security. David Thompson of Signum Services again joins me for this discussion. Depots are a critical node in supply chains all over the world. Such locations might function as an operating centre for trucks, trailers and containers, a temporary storage facility, as well as a secure area to park vehicles. For those with intentions of stealing cargo, transport depots provide an excellent one-stop shop opportunity of an accumulation of valuable assets. David, welcome and thank you for joining us again for this session. I think we have to recognise that the modus operandi of thieves does vary country to country, and in part at least this will depend on how certain crimes are classified and therefore what is at stake in the event that criminals are apprehended. Our analysis through 2020 showed a definite increase in the theft incidents from depot facilities, which I think is interesting in many ways. The way in which police forces classify cargo crime in a number of countries is currently high on the agenda. For example, here in the UK, at present, the theft of a million pounds worth of iPhones is recorded in the same way as a theft of a car radio is recorded being theft from motor vehicle. It's a big problem, definitely an area that needs reviewing by the authorities. Criminals, being pragmatic people, uh, respond to changes in circumstances. So as well as looking for ways around the obstacles and measures we put in place to prevent them committing crime, they're always seeking new opportunities. And the events of the past 11 months with the coronavirus has meant that thieves are turning their attention to areas that were previously avoided or perhaps haven't been thought about. And depot theft is certainly one of these. When we take a step back to consider this emerging trend, we have to look at the circumstances of 2020 and in particular the COVID-19 pandemic. The pandemic affected virtually every country, but some governments took more decisive and drastic action than others data generally suggests that those countries who were subject to the strictest of lockdowns and restrictions on movement witnessed a change in tactics from the thieves, who were perhaps not able to move as freely through those periods. Forced, therefore, to look locally for opportunities, leading to the targeting of depots rather than trucks in transit. The fact that uh, everyone was forced to stay at home because of covid changed the way that we have all lived and worked over the past year. So it's perhaps no surprise to see that domestic burglary, for example, is at an all-time low. Everyone's at home, indoors. Likewise, as you say, thieves altered their activity in the area of cargo crime, and there's been a definite move away from curtain-slashing type offences in favour of hookups from depots. 
Remember also that being on the road with very light traffic increases the risk for criminals to be stopped by the police, albeit probably to check their movements around COVID rather than crime. And there's also been an increase in fictitious pickup cases where the internet has been used to identify and target victims to facilitate the theft. An activity which of course can be done from home from a personal computer. Another trend we identified through 2020 was a swing away from the traditionally targeted commodities. Theft of such items as medical supplies, face masks and antibacterial gel all spiked. From a logistics operator's perspective, if you've always shipped and stored theft-attractive commodities, then you're likely well-versed in security practices. However, if your company typically handles non-theft-attractive cargoes, then there must be a risk that security is not high on your list of priorities which has the potential to be problematic when market forces suddenly shift and the focus of thieves changes as we saw through 2020. As we've discussed many times, Mike, uh, cargo thieves, those involved in cargo theft, operate quite often like legitimate businesses in that they respond to market forces and they will target commodities that people want to buy. So last year, for example, in addition to stealing PPE, they also looked for opportunities to steal construction supplies, which were at a premium during lockdown. And really all businesses must give some level of consideration to security and loss prevention measures. And thinking it's never going to happen to me is a grave error of judgment. As uh, experience tells us, it's generally not if, but when someone will become a victim. So, we know that there's potentially lots of target cargo, trucks, trailers and vans within transport depots, and our data shows that theft from depots was on the increase through 2020. So what should depot operators be considering right now to protect their businesses from theft as we go into 2021? It's really important that uh, depots, yards and warehouses have the basics in place. So here we're talking about perimeter fencing, entry barriers, cameras, alarms. If necessary, enhanced security can be considered in the form of guards or other patrols. Like many things in life, when it comes to security products, there really is no limit on what's available if you have the money to spend. The trick is to balance the risk against the available security budget to ensure that you're getting best value for money. In terms of solutions, there are several measures for stakeholders to consider. Probably the most obvious is physical security attributes. So let's maybe start there. So this is the challenge of physically preventing people gaining access to the depot in the first place. So what are we considering, David, in this context? Okay, so let's start by considering perimeter fencing. Now, clearly perimeter fencing needs to be adequate to keep people out. And it may sound obvious, but it must be the full perimeter. We could see or recount many instances where there's a great fence, but it only covers two sides or half of it's falling down. The other half's great. So fences should be an effective height. Now, we would say two meters tall, something in that um, area. People might also consider an additional trench on the outside to to increase the height. Now, a trench might sound a little bit medieval, but it's a great idea. 
especially if you want to prevent things like vehicles being driven out through a hole in the fence. Any fence is only going to be as strong as its weakest point and so should be constructed of a robust material which can't be easily manipulated like a mesh design for example. We often see metal palisade fencing in place. Now this is okay but if the struts are held in place by rivets this can be a problem because criminals know that you can quite easily shear off the rivet head or fatigue the strut at the rivet point and then simply slide the palisade fencing strut to one side and, and slip through. It's always a good idea to have the lowest section of the fence buried in the ground and finally perhaps to consider some outward facing V-irons that support barbed wire or maybe razor wire. When it comes to signage, signs can also be a great deterrent so use them regularly around the perimeter to state that the depot is being monitored and is under constant surveillance. And these signs can come from a third party provider or from local authorities. In terms of lighting, well, that should be sufficient to cover all the operational areas of the facility. And security lights can be fitted with passive infrared, PIR sensors that have a motion activated light uh, triggered if someone walks by. Um, if you're going to have lights and CCTV, make sure that they work correctly together. Um, I can recount numerous occasions where a camera has captured an image only to discover that the light has been triggered, which has then obscured the, uh, the image that's been captured and making it totally worthless. And finally, in the area of trailer security, well, try not to leave loaded trailers overnight if possible. Uh, consider devices such as kingpin locks to increase the difficulty to couple up and drive the trailer away. Um, doors, consider using something like a bull lock to make it more difficult to gain access to the trailer. Keys should not be left in cabs and doors should also always be locked when a vehicle is parked in the yard. Keys should be kept in safes or cabinets within the office or the building. Spare keys should be kept secure and accounted for and um, members should have a system in place to check key movements, especially if agency drivers are employed. What about surveillance systems? I've seen many cases over the years where CCTV, for example, was in place but insufficient for a variety of reasons, whether it be not maintained, an operator lack of understanding, poor housekeeping, cameras pointed in the wrong direction, poor image quality or footage simply being recorded over. Often very simple errors or solutions, but I, I think it would be fair to say that many businesses do not invest in good CCTV equipment and service and maintenance certainly aren't a priority once they're installed. So um, the first point to mention, Mike, is that if firms are going to have a CCTV security system in place, then they may as well have one that works and works well. Visible cameras are a deterrent, but unless they work properly, then firms may as well install some cheap dummy cameras. Now, that of course, there is a place for those in the wider prevention exercise. But there's been so many times when we've gone to investigate a theft or another crime, and we are pleased to see that there's a CCTV in place, but often there's a problem. 
maybe that the quality of the images is too grainy, uh, out of focus, or it's been recorded on an old VHS tape that's been rewritten numerous times. Cameras should be of sufficient quality to recognise number plates, colours of vehicles, other identifying details such as the height of an individual and the colour of their clothing. Often firms will have a security system in place but no one knows how to operate the equipment properly or to download a captured image. Sometimes it's so complicated it's not fit for purpose. So equipment must be well maintained and of course well monitored and understood by those who manage the uh, machinery and the equipment. CCTV systems should be capable of viewing entry, vehicle entry to the premises or exterior walls of the facility, the interior and the exterior of loading docks, for example, and of course the in-gate area. And when it comes to um, monitoring vehicles coming in, drivers should be requested to remove facial coverings, hats, glasses, that sort of thing. Um, as we mentioned before, lighting needs to be sufficiently adequate to support some high quality camera recordings and good housekeeping of equipment is vital. If cameras are going to be positioned along perimeter fences, especially if they are motion sensitive cameras, which can be triggered by overgrown foliage or movement, litter blown about in the yard. This needs to be continually looked at because constant false alerts simply dilutes the importance that personnel place on the equipment and risks that they won't respond to a genuine trigger. Now, modern CCTV is becoming much cheaper. Technology is improving all the time. So if firms either don't have anything in place or haven't reviewed what they have for a number of years, now is a good time to do so. Automatic number plate recognition, ANPR cameras, are another useful addition to security systems. They can provide greater efficiency and automation, and they can also afford much greater visibility and traceability of, ve of vehicles uh, in and out of the site. In terms of alarms, the technology behind alarm systems is also improving dramatically and these systems can now be linked to CCTV cameras and have speakers installed so that if the system is monitored, the viewer can speak direct to people in the depot or the yard. If outsourcing is a choice, then a reputable company should be engaged who will promptly respond to any alarms. And there are now several firms offering monitored services using really sophisticated equipment and software to operate those systems. And of course, if budgets allow, then this is an option which should be considered. Beyond the physical controls to prevent unauthorised access to your depot, stakeholders should also consider how people, legitimate or otherwise, access the depot. Many fraudulent thefts involve drivers arriving to a depot posing as a legitimate driver or haulier. Perhaps the first area to cover, Mike, is around who is being allowed in. It's very important to log all visitors, contractors and truckers and all vehicles accessing the site, including names, company they represent, reasons for visiting and the time in and out. 
Uh, whilst we all hope that the people we employ and work alongside will be honest and trustworthy, the sad truth is that this is not always the case. Procedures should be put in place to limit the use of physical keys and uh, a key log system, key lockbox should be used. Employees should not be allowed to take keys home with them and they should be recovered at the end of operations. If firms use entry access cards, it's important to make sure these are returned when an employee leaves the company for whatever reason and that lost or expired cards are cancelled immediately. Staff should be encouraged to promote a secure working environment. Should be reminded not to leave sensitive documents or passes on desks, not to leave computer screens unlocked whilst they're away from their desks, and not to be afraid to ask people who they don't know why they are there and what they're doing. I know of one recent case where an attacker posing as a food delivery agent was able to slip a USB device into a computer port and within minutes had access to the full corporate network. So don't be shy. If anyone is around who you don't know, make sure you ask them what they're there for and who they are. Due diligence is a term that we've used a great deal in many contexts over the years. Considering depot risks and security, I think it primarily comes down to checking and verifying the legitimacy of the collecting driver. Appreciating that this can be challenging, are there any steps depot operators could consider when looking to mitigate this type of risk? We have talked in other interviews about the importance of firms not simply paying lip service to the idea of due diligence. And this extends beyond corporate level diligence. So those responsible for running depots need to develop robust processes to verify the identity of collecting drivers, make sure that passes and licenses are properly examined. Does the driver actually have a pass? Does that pass look genuine? Does the name shown match the name given? Does it show the name of the firm he works for? Is it possible to verify the identity of collecting vehicles and trailer numbers with a known point of contact. And it's important to reiterate a known point of contact. If this is an unknown haulier or a new driver, it's more important than ever to confirm who they are and who they claim to be working for. Another consideration where due diligence would be important is the appointment of third party security providers. Items such as their credibility, ability and qualifications to perform are one aspect and another is ensuring that they have adequate insurance coverage in place to cover a claim as a consequence of failure on their part. It's probably correct to say that in recent years a number of entrepreneurial types have seen a gap in the security market and have set up businesses in this area. If you're going to employ a third party provider, look at their track record, ask who they currently protect, speak to their existing customers. Can they actually offer the services they claim to be able to offer? Who do they employ? What checks do they do on the staff that they employ? And as you say, Mike, what is their coverage against risk? Other strategic aspects of depot security link back through to individual site configuration and assessments. 
While it's not recommended, for example, to leave high-value cargo on trailers in the depot overnight or for prolonged periods, inevitably this will happen from time to time. Having a risk-assessed and robust process to handle these circumstances is key to mitigating the risk of theft. One of the points we mentioned is to avoid leaving high-value cargo on trailers overnight or for prolonged periods. When this is not possible, then further controls should be considered, such as parking trailers away from the perimeter fence, reversing trailers up to a solid structure like a building or a wall, or consider parking trailers back to back to prevent easy access to trailer doors. Information security is arguably a fairly obvious risk for depots. When I think back to the early part of my career, we had a traffic office where drivers and third parties could access and in that office was a board displaying details of all the loaded trailers in the yard. Nothing readily identifying the exact cargo on board, but even the simple fact that it was loaded along with the destination town and a trailer number would be enough information, I think, for a bad actor to place themselves in a position to say that they were here to collect a certain trailer with some authority. Where strong management systems aren't in place, there is certainly a risk that a clerk in the traffic office passes the driver the paperwork and allows them to collect the loaded trailer. There are always going to be weak spots in the security of any business, but taking the time to stop and review procedures is vital. And those doing that exercise might put themselves in the role of the criminal who's managed to gain access and look at what is on show and what is available that could be of value. When considering Information security, it's really important to limit access to warehouse management and other systems and only allow access to those who need it for operational purposes. If possible, prohibit sharing of workstations and ensure that staff use strong passwords for computers and networks. Make sure that hard copy information is stored in a secure location and and not left open. Make personnel alert to the importance of security, discuss the subject at operational meetings and at shift changeovers. Make sure that people are aware of breaches or near misses and ensure staff know who to report issues to so that they escalate up the management chain. And of course, many trucking companies and distribution companies rent out parts of their yards and warehouses to other businesses. We often see repair yards, MOT and servicing and other hauliers sharing the same facility and having the same method of entry to the premises. So care should be taken to check access to those areas and to have a robust system of recording who, when and where all visitors are going. Many of the items that we've considered during this episode all link back to operators having sound security management systems in place. Recognising that risk exists and then constantly assessing, reviewing and improving the practices in place to reduce the risk so far as reasonably practicable. Absolutely, Mike. Having a robust security management system is essential and once in place, firms should not rest on their laurels. It's very important to assess its continued suitability and look for any possible areas of improvement. Firms should have documented security policies and procedures with clearly defined security responsibilities. 
We would advise that firms conduct an annual risk assessment to help detect any deficiencies in security and to address any developing risks or threats that might be identified. Corrective action plans with clear timetables should be drawn up and staff with responsibility for remedying defects should be appointed. If security systems are in place, it's important that they are regularly serviced and any maintenance contracts should be in place with established providers. Firms should look to develop a training program for all employees that includes how they might respond to unauthorised people on site and other suspicious activity. Any hired security firm should have a clear understanding of their role and responsibilities at the site and should ensure that their employees are adequately trained to perform their tasks. Other added precautions to consider will be random checking of staff lifestyles, such as who's bought a new car recently, who's had a new kitchen, a house extension, frequent overseas holidays, private schooling, all could be signs of suspicious activity and something to consider. David, thank you for sharing your expertise during this episode. Any final thoughts or considerations on depot security? Much of what we've been talking about today centres on firms taking the time to properly consider the issue of their security and loss prevention. I can well understand that it's an easily forgotten area for busy firms, especially if it's never really been a problem for them in the past. Putting the basics in place, such as a good quality, robust fence that will last for years, is always going to be a sound investment. It's well worth firms who may be listening to your podcast now to take the opportunity of reviewing what they have in place. Advances in technology in recent years means that the cost and quality of security hardware has rarely been better. It's also vital to conduct security reviews on a regular basis, perhaps even annually, as I recommended earlier, rather than become complacent and then trying to react after an adverse event. Awareness of risk by staff can be time related and often immediately after security training, people tend to be very aware and alert. But fast forward six months down the line, they tend to forget about the risks and they fall back to the default trusting mindset. So that's why it's important to regularly remind staff about security issues and their responsibilities, both on the physical and on the cyber level. And that's why items such as these podcasts are so important as another way of raising awareness. In conclusion, those tasked with security in the supply chain operate within an ever-changing environment. Perpetrators are agile. As one gap is closed, they can quickly shift their focus to another unwitting victim or to a mutated strategy, always focusing on exploiting vulnerabilities. Notwithstanding the challenge, it's important to take adequate steps to safeguard your business and the property you take into your care, custody and control. In addition to the costs associated with the loss of cargo, depot operators should also consider the reputational risk, damage to property and the risk to their employees. Implementing a well-considered security management system and sustainable solutions along with appropriate inspection and maintenance of installed equipment is critical to ensure that your depot remains protected. 
In the fourth episode of this series, we turn our attention to some of the more common strategies used by thieves to gain access to cargo in the supply chain, and explore in practice how these strategies work and what stakeholders can do to identify and defend themselves against them. Thank you once again to our guest speaker, David Thompson, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to TT Live. We hope you found it useful. As always, we welcome your feedback. Either head to our website or email us at riskmanagement@ttclub.com. To make sure you never miss an edition, be sure to follow us for the latest loss prevention advice.